At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, thank you for checking out this episode. Just for a disclosure, um, if you have experienced any type of abuse um, with a child or as a child, this might be a triggering episode, but we are just discussing, um, you know, how the world sexualizes kids in uh, visuals, um, verbally and emotionally. Uh, it is a part one and part two episode because it is three hours long, but I do appreciate you guys checking it out. All right, let's start. The whole thing with that McDonald's and the co-parenting and her other kids and he used to and I feel like he's petty now because he don't. These are her words. Mm-hmm. I just hate the fact that it it invited people who do not have kids or who have never been in that predicament to comment. Yeah. Um, even Even people who have multiple kids but never had to deal with a woman who had multiple kids and you only have one with that woman. They was like, well, you know, I don't understand why he has to bring other kids food. It's not his kid. They're not together. I understand that. But until you're in a predicament where one parent does and the other parent doesn't, but those kids have to share, you don't know what it's like to go through therapy because one child does not have that other parent there and they get to see how the other child gets treated with both parents. And you expect them to play together fairly and you expect them to love each other equally and it's it's not going to work. And when I saw that, I just saw two, um, two inexperienced people who were forced to parent and weren't ready. Yes. Because how I would have handled this situation, completely not on topic of what we're talking about, but uh, Iru brought it up and I want to talk about it. Um, I would have just said, hey, I know we're not together anymore. I know, you know, you're not obligated to see the kids upstairs or speak to them or say hi or give them anything. But I know you come here every day to feed our son. Could you or would you like to just come pick him up and then go take him to eat and spend time with him and bring him back? Period. Yeah. That way, I mean, if you took him to if you took him to Red Lobster every day, I don't give a fuck. If you took mm-hmm. him to Burger King, I don't care. If you took him to the playground and y'all you brought him a whole Jamaican plate of food, I don't care. Because by the time you bring that child back to me, the kids upstairs wouldn't know the difference. Right. That's true. But here's what, here's why I, why, why I thought, why I'm focusing on this particular situation because mm. 
aside from the adults, at the center of that situation was four children or the three children or two children. How many kids was there? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bunch of children, right? And the fact that no one was paying attention to the dynamic of the children, like just stopping there, like, oh, all these noises that I was hearing. All I kept hearing was children. There's some children. There's, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a family of what, uh, a blended family of, mm-hmm. of eight, right? And so I, we all know in our family, like everybody got at the same time, particularly. And then sometimes people didn't. Sometimes mm-hmm. people didn't. And you were just like, that's not fair. Or it would turn into whatever it would turn into. But those things do leave an impression. I, then you take that with you and you become an adult. And then as an adult, you sort of repeat those behaviors or repeat, you know, whatever you want. And self resentment into and something. Bitterness else. And bitterness and pettiness. Yes. And you become those yeah. to adults that we're talking about, right? So the, yeah. the point I'm making. There are children, all the all the situation about children, and eventually these children are going to turn into adults. Their behaviors are going to be whatever it is that they were, um, whatever they had to deal with. And so if you take that situation and parallel it with other situations where there are children, people will care more about the children in this situation, uh, and uh, uh, excuse me, less about those the children in that situation where there, there could be an impact of someone's personality or, or personality trait. But when it comes down to children who are popping it and behaving in a, in a, in a way that is like an adult, mm-hmm. um, you remember we, we talked about this a couple of months, I don't know, something like a year ago, something like that. And it was a little girl and she was like thick in the slim in the, uh, uh, fine in the face, slim in the waist, thick in the whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you are like nine. <laughs> who put you up to this? Mm-hmm. Who's thinking that? Okay. Right. But nobody was caring about the imagery of what that would look like about what that type of behavior unchecked can turn into, right? Mm-hmm. They just kind of, no, this is cute. Why y'all acting like y'all her parents? Don't say nothing. You don't know her. Don't say nothing to that child. That child's just having some fun. She's just singing a little song. It's it's harmless. It's not going to go anywhere. Why are y'all take? Why are you making it weird? And I'm just thinking to myself because it's weird. We we should care that it's weird. If this child side <laughs> of the street and she was hungry or she was alone by herself. And all of us just walked by and something happened to her. People, everybody would be saying, why did I stop and help that child then? But, but because she's out here snapping her fingers, whining her waist and singing adult lyrics, that's the time that nobody should say something either. Mm. We should just, yeah. yeah. Listen, it's, it's, it's just too much. And when kids get ignorant, it just welcomes more ignorance. And that's all that post did was See all the ignorant people in the world have to say on something. Even the people that don't have kids that I know was like, shit, if I want to bring my my son McDonald's and he got other siblings, I'm going to bring my damn son McDonald's. And I was like, and that's fine. Do you. But for me, as a mother of two, and they have two different dads, neither of their fathers, whether we on good terms or not, will ever bring food in my house for one and not for all. I don't know no man. Me neither. As a child that I know personally that will bring food for one and not. Even my brother is like, if, if we at the park and the girls is there, he buying ice cream for every kid at that park. Exactly. That's the type of men I know. I don't know nobody that singles out kids. Um, I'm going to play these messages. Hey, Ruth Haitian. What's up, Tierra? Um, So... So 
I wasn't the only one that the first thought was, hey, what about the other kids? Like, that right. that was my first initial thought, too. Like, what about the the detriment or the mental of how the other kids are going to feel <laughs> with their sibling um, getting food and, you know, there, that was my first thought, too, because I have, of course, four kids of my own. And uh, that was just my first thought, too. Like the kid, like the other three kids, like how they're going to feel that that will mess with the child's mental. That will, you know, make children feel left out, not cared about. Yeah, that that was my first initial thought, too. Yeah, Tierra, yeah. And you're exactly right, Shan. That's how that should have been handled. If, you know, that's exactly how that should have been handled. But I feel like the mom felt like, I guess because of the history of their relationship, because if you see the second video that she posted out, she said that their child was the youngest and he kind of had a relationship with the other three children when they were in a relationship together. So I guess to a certain extent, at some point he was like a father figure to the other kids. And that's why she felt like he should have brought the other kids food, but you're absolutely right. I feel like that's how that should have been handled too. He, he should have taken the child with him. Mm-hmm. and and fed them and then she should have figured out a, you know some type of other alternate way to you know yeah. with, to handle the other children but that was my thinking as well too like take take them out don't bring the food there you know yeah. so i don't know but yeah and well, my thing is like when you're when you're dating and you have kids that's why i'm just like dog because my children are so young and they're girls i'm not excited about dating a man you know what i'm saying because i feel like i'm gonna have to play um defense between that man and my child until so as a woman responsibility wise as a mother that okay we're at a stage where i can introduce this person to my child because just the dynamics of you dating and someone playing father figure to your children and they're not even married to you is dangerous and that's the gamble you take when you allow that to happen you think it's cute you think it's for play and then life happens and you break up with this person yeah you share one child but you don't share all and that's the aftermath of what could be a possibility as a mother if you're responsible you take that on no that that is definitely true but i also feel like you know, this is another part that people miss as well, is that this that ch- children typically when they're around adults will, will bond with an adult as a, almost like as if a parent, a parental figure, or yeah. it could be a, not necessarily a parent, but it could be like a person that's an aunt or, I mean, could feel like an aunt or an uncle, right? Any, any adult around a child is going to come and bring that kind of presence. So when this man was round, around her before he impregnated her, he pr- essentially would have been playing the role of stepdaddy stepdad you know yeah he would have been stepdad you know what i mean so he would have been taking care of these kids the kids at that time anyway right and so then when his when his child comes right. and however long they together and would maybe at the beginning i don't know we don't know what the situation was because it, it was it was a, a skit it wasn't real but there i'm sure these are situations that do happen for real right and so the fact that um mm-hmm. the fact that in that situation after the breakup everybody's like, it's fine for him to like not have a, a relationship with those kids anymore. They broke up. It's like, but wait, but wait, wait a minute. 
those kids had a relationship with him because that's what that's the decision that they made together as adults to be together was that they were going to be two parental figures to the other children and then all their children together. So that is makes it even worse, right? That the, my thing about it is that how, how viral it went based off of this situation, but it didn't, it didn't go viral because of what, how people thought about the children. It went viral. Well, it went viral because how people thought about the adults. People wanted to because chime in about- ignorance, ignorance is always louder than the importance. Exactly. That's where we live today. And that brings us into this goddamn topic. The mm-hmm. sexualized children we create in society. Um, I'm Shean, and that is E-Roots. And uh, this is a collaboration episode. Um, E-Roots wanted to talk about this. I can talk about this because all my life, uh, being in a Caribbean household, this has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's a, an a, it's a important talk to the point where I can it, I can it, uh, market this episode on uh, TikTok because of the topic, but that's fine. Um, yes. I think I think we all play a part, whether you have kids or not. Um, so thank you for coming through. Anybody else that comes through this show tonight, if this topic is triggering, then uh, you might not want to listen. I don't want to get into the ignorance of anything. I don't want to get into a back and forth about any anything. I can't speak on how anybody else was raised. I can only speak on how I was raised. And I can only speak on how I will be raising my children. E-Ruth is the same way. We both have multiple children. Um, we both come from a Caribbean uh, background. And um, we both are going to have maybe some similar, maybe not similar uh, ways of looking at things, but it's going to be discussed. I think uh, today people are looked at as objects for show, use, and disregarding. Um, Mm -hmm. My thing is, why do kids under 18 have mini skirts? Um, Mm. Why are little boys cheered to slap grown women's butts or Mm -hmm. be grinded on? Um, <clears throat> why is play makeup pushed so hard on little girls? Why is the idea of child porn accepted by many websites and legally shown? Um, how did 950 kids disappear in foster care in Missouri? Oh. Uh, like all of this is happening right now in front of our faces and not talking about it is playing into it. Um, not addressing it is playing into it. Not standing up to corporations who sell baby and toddler and little girl skinny jeans and halter mm. tops is playing into it because if it's selling, they're not going to stop. If if parents are buying, they're going to keep producing. You know? And so I, th- I we all play a part uh, vendors that, you know, sell these things play a part. Um, making kids uh, sexual and considering them for sexual use is too normal, whether it's the sexual messages that are being sent, the sexual images that are being shown, law- laws that are made to ease pedophiles, um, exploiting kids through music and modeling. That's why I don't care how talented or how pretty society thinks you know, my daughter's look, I'm not putting them in modeling unless 
I can take off my regular job and my job would be to be in the same rooms they are in the whole time. Yep. Every time. And if I can't be there, they can't be there either because there's so many young children who grew up in front of the camera and were exploited because their parents couldn't be like, you know what? I'm going to stop my life to watch your life. I'm going to stop my life to make sure you're going in the right rooms, to make sure you're being protected, to make sure someone's looking after you. Some, some parents do that. Some parents, their life is setting up my child's acting schedule, dance schedule, uh, modeling schedule, and that's what I do. Period. I don't go to work. I don't have a, a social life. I don't date. I, I was married and I'm divorced now and my child is in modeling and my job is to follow them around with a schedule book. You know what? And, and, and my thing is like pushing sexuality preferences on kids in kindergarten is ridiculous. All these different states having a say on, you know, what's the age of consent is a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. When a child can be married, that's a problem. Low, low self-esteem in boys and girls is a problem. A lot of people think it's one-sided. It's just about low self-esteem in little girls. No. I think I think I, a real factor is the fact that when people say they want to have a puberty talk or a sex talk, you think you have to separate a boy in a room and a girl in a room. No, they need to be in the same room at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to hear it the same way because, um, you know, pushing boys on women is wrong because those boys don't get vulgar with grown women. They get vulgar with little girls. And then what mm-hmm. does society call those little girls? Fast. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then if you think about, um, I don't have sons. I wish I did. But E-Ruth, you have daughters and sons. So you mm-hmm. can speak on it too. I don't think no system in the U.S. is preventative. Not our healthcare, not our um, school uh, curriculum. As a mother, I have to be preventative. And being preventative means I have to be outspoken. Um, I think teaching boys and girls how to value themselves in the same room is very important. Yes, I do, I do too. You know, for me, I feel like just to touch on some of the things you said too, my my problem with the over-sexualization of children and what what continues to frustrate me when I see these things is what we popularize. What we, what do we make uh, an important topic when there are, it seems subtle, it seems like we shouldn't be paying much attention to children wearing makeup and, and adults uh, uh, sharing those photos on, on the internet when we know the type of audience that's on, on the internet. We know that the American... Right has the highest number of sex trafficking. It is the sex trafficking, uh, I believe, a country of the world because in terms of the, the consumer, who's consuming it? So many Americans are consuming child abuse, sexual uh, child sexual abuse. And it, and it has mm-hmm. a scale. Some of it is just as basic as a child being put in a position to look like an adult and somebody taking that picture and selling it on in the, on the dark web. And that's, the, that's something mm-hmm. that people are not thinking about when they're seeing these posts on TikTok or on Instagram of these children put in this position to look like adults. Another one is 
when people are over-sexualizing boys because they're hoping that if when they do this, that they're somehow making these little boys not be gay. For example, I didn't know this, but Boozy, I, 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 the, the worst of it I thought was that when he had his son slapping a woman's behind, which nobody talks about that either, which is nobody has questions for the fact that these women are okay with allowing a man to put them in a position to have some kind of sexual the relationship with a child. Everybody ignores mm-hmm. the woman. Nobody says anything about her then. She doesn't need to be a better woman then and all this other stuff. But when it's a mom who's calling out that her child, that her children are going to have some kind of friction because it's the, the, the uh, ex-stepdad is being uh, petty or whatever the reasons are, that thing goes viral. But nobody's talking about mm-hmm. these, these women that are bending over or that are, are um, winding themselves around a little boy or uh, putting on a striptease for a little boy because these men are, are so warped from... I, from what I see as a long trauma issue, exactly a trauma of black men being traumatized during slavery. And to this day are trying to stop that trauma from happening by going over the top when it comes down to their relationship with women, such to the point that women are being disrespected and they believe that that's not disrespect. That's being macho. That's being this masculine man. Like those are my problems with the situation. And one other thing is the fact that people misinterpret when we should be concerned about the behavior of over-sexualization of a child, for example. you see, Have you seen a movie, uh, Cuties, on Netflix? No, I refuse to watch it. Okay, I'm going to tell you why people should watch this movie. Because the when the, when the when the movie first came out and people were making commentary about it, uh, about what they thought the movie was like, the few people that watched it, the commentary was that they were um, they were exploiting these little girls in this film by what they would have the little girls doing. So I'm since you're not gonna watch it. Basically, the movie is about a little girl who's with her friends, thirteen, about twelve, thirteen year, years old. I remember being in sixth grade. I remember my friends, and I remember mm-hmm. my friends' friends, um, and some of my friends' friends' friends, and some of my friends' friends' friends were girls who were behaving like they were adults, and some of my friends' mm-hmm. friends girls who behave like adults and my friends we were like almost adjacent and I was the one that used to be standing there looking like y'all y'all, y'all need to stop <laughs> I was always a little judgmental but I was like I had my fun I had dressed up too whatever but I was never into like talking about having sex with men all that so but I had friends who did or friends who wanted to but had it or it was fronting like they were so the movie follows a little girl who is dealing with her mom who's get who's from they're from another country and they're living in I don't know Italy or something like that, or France. And the mom is learns that her husband is going to have is going, is getting another wife. And so what you don't see, what like what everybody else in the film or in the family doesn't see is that she is dealing with like grief and sadness because she's having to share somebody that she loves, even though that's her part of her culture. She's still like, damn, like I thought we was I thought it was you and me. Like okay, I got to share my time with this this, mm-hmm. this woman. So. The daughter, she sees her mom going through this, and then she's also having to go to school with these new girls. She ain't got all the clothes. She don't got a style. The other little girls that got their chokers on, their little lipstick, a little eye makeup, and she's trying to be get popular with these little girls. And so they go to get all the little girls. What they do is they go and they there's like these shows that are put out in the park, like um, like uh, um, talent shows that are put out in the park. And so they go decide that they're gonna go and get dressed up. And they're popping and the, the parents, some parents are watching them like, oh my gosh, like they're on the floor doing splits and doing all kinds of foolishness because they're mimicking mm. 
what they're seeing in pop culture on the internet. All these little girls have their cell phones. So little girl, she's trying to, she's going about it, wanting the attention in the wrong way. Like she's trying to show herself. She's trying to dress up like she's a woman, all this other stuff. The, re the reason why people had a problem with it is because they just looked at what they saw visually and automatically assumed that this was perpetuating the uh, exploitation of children. But what it was is just talking about a story of some little girls in a time who act like this, which I know because my friends <laughs> acted like that. I was like, well, I remember when we used to do stupid shit like that. <laughs> That's what I was watching. And I just was like, oh my goodness. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that we used to do stuff like this. So I was able to relate with that little girl. But people had misinterpreted that and didn't see it as a story being told about these type of groups, these type of, this this uh, this age, um, right, um, girls at this age who behave in this way, who are dealing with other stuff that's related to what's their family and all this uh, all these other things. Nobody- Okay, so that. this is the thing. I knew that in that film, there was going to be whatever message the writers wanted, correct? Right? Mm -hmm. I knew that. It was but a also, writer. It was a woman. Mm -hmm. Right. But also there is a double-edged sword when you put out any images of girls, little girls, to tell a story. Regardless of if you want to show people the insight, regardless of if this is what you want them to pay attention to in it. If I can't listen and I can't read and visually, my daughters sit in front of that film. They're going to interpret something unless I explain it to them. Correct. And that, that is the gamble that filmmakers, artists, creatives, anyone that gives a visual or puts out content has mm -hmm. to always responsibility-wise keep in mind. That film had no business being on something so available to a child's eye like Netflix. That film needed to be on something that you had to pay for to get it. I don't think so. HB it wasn't that deep. This, I I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because if I was sleeping and my children wanted to watch Netflix and that popped up, they could watch it. They could see it. Unless I have something preventative on there and they don't know what the point of it is, they're going to think, ooh, she gets to wear this, she gets to dance like this. Okay, boil it down to this. The the games that are provided on a iPad for children to play. This this lady runs up this ramp. She has a choice between a broccoli or a burger. Every time she eats a burger, her butt gets bigger. By the time she gets to the end of this race and she eats enough burger, she twerks. That's for a child. But the intention is to okay twerking. But in a child's mind, she thinks, oh, it's just fun. A, boy, a little boy's mind, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. It's just fun. The response, I understand that that insight is true. I, I watched a film called 13 where it was talking about yes. little girls that are preteens basically dealing with uh, food disorders and all that extra ass shit. I understand it. But as a child, if I didn't know better and I wasn't wise, I would think, ooh, let me try that. 
I don't like my image. Let me try that. You you can only put out those things if you understand that, oh, there's an adult has comments in the household to explain this about what this is. If that is not something you know, that's the risk you take. And that is why I didn't watch the film because I feel I felt like for me it was irresponsibly irresponsibly provided. Mm. Um though but what is in the film is why I don't like you know this whole dance kids and dance if you see little girls in dance they're doing adult dances they are they're wearing basically panties and a bra they are it is it's 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 beyond the tutu and the bodysuit you know and i understand ballet i respect it but this dance oh dance competition it's little girls dressed up face makeup uh fake hair um earrings uh lots of glitter their body their butt out short short skirts tight tight fitting clothes and i guarantee you with the amount of pedophiles in the u.s that they will pull up that film that you were just talking about put it on mute and get their rocks off that that is true, but here's the thing with that, right? Is I think it depends for a situation like that. I I I understand that point because I I can see how anyone could look at that and see the same thing on the internet and be like, so we're just going to allow for people just to post this thing and not be aware that they need to protect the image of children. I do yeah. get, that. but I also understand that there are just things that are just going to be, and the what people interpret and how people interpret it or how people put value on it is different. So with this particular case, like for you were talking about, like if you, if you were a child and you had watched this, and I remember watching that uh, film 13, I was older when I, when I watched mm -hmm. it. But I remember watching this one movie, um, a couple of stuff when I was a kid, Navida um, Loca, which is this movie about these like teenagers in, um, they're Mexican and they're young and they're all having like relationships and children and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. And I remember watching that and like for me, I was I knew I was observing somebody's story and I was internalizing like who how would I feel about this if it was my situation if I was in a situation or mm -hmm. how would I feel about that so I think it just depends I, honestly I feel like that maybe there's an opportunity for adults to be able to talk about certain things that they do their children do watch in films it is an opportunity if I was watching that movie cuties or 13 with my children my daughter which I would my oldest daughter I would watch my youngest daughter she don't want to watch nothing if it's if it's not a cartoon or she's 13 she's about to be 14 she is not watching anything that is violent or she does not she just be like y'all i'm good i'm going i'm going in my room I'm like, you're Karina. <laughs> it ain't that serious karina she's like no i'm good i'm straight what would you say mm -hmm. they're shooting no i'm good but my oldest daughter she's like she watched um uh was it 17 reasons why that one movie with the girl that was committing suicide which that was very controversial at the time as well mm -hmm. and so things like that when i would watch them with her we'd have a conversation and I would ask her, like, you know, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? I think it's, I think mo movies like that provide an opportunity for parents to have a conversation about how they want their children to behave and when they're not around. And what would you do if you have friends like this? How would you handle that situation? What kind of conversations would you have with your friends if you did have a friend, um, a friend like that? And sure, there will be people that will take something and abuse it. it pedophiles may look at anything and see it as a potential opportunity 
mm-hmm. a, a child kicking their feet and we don't even know i have no mm-hmm. idea what those people are into but the point that i'm making is that it, it, it the value of what we put on what's over sexualized or not is dependent on the person each person it is it is subjective right so i do understand that but i think that the things that we popularize the things that we don't think are a big deal like what i saw um the, uh, what i saw um in the week was uh, a video clip of uh, um people at a, a water park and this girl slid this woman slid um was coming down the slide slid out the slide and ran into two little boys and a little girl and the water mm-hmm. park was, he ran into him it just so happened that her butt ended up hitting his like hitting his face. Mm-hmm. And the, the the caption was like, "Ooh, this little boy's guy was gonna tell all his, this little boy tell all his friends." And then other people saying things like, "Oh, when he grow up, he's gonna that little boy's gonna love some groceries." And I'm thinking to myself, "How did y'all see all of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, all of that in that li- one little moment of a woman." flying into a little boy why wouldn't the little boy get a gun go and tell his friends that he was at a park, water park and somebody ran into him and made his ear hurt and he swallowed some water like that's what <laughs> you know what I mean or like he felt like he might have died that day and that's why he's never going to a water park traumatized because water got in his lungs why I- don't they think about the opposite of that too like what if he's gonna be completely disgusted by women and- with butts for the rest of his life exactly exactly and these are that what, what frustrated me is that this is this is coming from black people right we already know our history where we were over sexualized and where we've been ignored when it comes down to sexual abuse why would we keep perpetuating those type of situations for our because children because I, I think and it's not just black people it's other ethnicities too but i think for american black people a lot of us are still in that mindset of i don't need to go to therapy ain't nothing wrong with me i forgot about what happened to me as a kid i'ma just play around with the funny parts of of shit now and you know how like you know when people are really angry they laugh a lot or they they make other people have joy when people are really sad inside they they they're really good at giving other people joy right Right. the same thing when i think of a person always over sexualizing something or a man always talking about oh i want to talk to some honeys where the women at where the women at what you're telling me indirectly is your dick is dusty and you don't get to talk to women Or you f- you have a complex about why women don't talk to you, so you feel like you're more manly if you keep bringing it up, mm. or you know, even grown women. This gr- when grown women see a beautiful woman and it hurts to give a compliment, they have to search her up and down to find her flaw and point it right. out. Right, right. That tells me indirectly that you're insecure and you're vain as fuck and there's something about you that you don't like and you would do whatever you need to do to cover it up or erase it or go to a doctor and hide it so nobody else can say shit about you but you constantly have to point out shit about somebody else or women that if you see a woman's body that's very fit and she looks good 
you now have to go head to toe on the internet and look her name up and see if she got any work done or is this like her working out. Why do you feel the need to do that? Why do you have to knock this woman down and be like, oh no, her butt fake or her boobs fake or no, she got a tummy tuck. Why can't you just be like, damn, she look good. Right. And and that to me, I remember as a kid, I never wanted boobs. I got boobs when I was 12 and I hated it because you know how thing it is to find a shirt that you don't want to put on, let alone I got to find a bra now and a shirt. Right. You know, and I was a tomboy and I got boobs. My mom is like a negative A cup. You said a negative A cup? It's like her her wearing a bra now is a choice, you know. And yeah. so to 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 be a woman and be around boys where, you know, girls get shame for their body changing and getting older, breast, butt, hips, cover that up. You can't wear that. Uh, you need to wear this. Um, you can't be in nobody's face like that. You need to do this. You need to sit like this. And then boys right. is just like, oh, look at him. He got a 12 o'clock shadow. Or, oh, his voice getting deep. Oh, Ooh. look how oh, tall yeah. he getting. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Why the fuck do they get all this praise? And it seems like the world hates me because my body is changing and I don't even want it to change. I did not sign up. Can you put me in the change section, please? No, if I could have stayed flat chested, no, no thighs anything for the rest of my life that is the line i would have been in well you touch on something uh, and I, we'll get to messages in a moment but you, you touch on something about you know growing up and as a as a girl and i remember this too i remember i was i, I was a tomboy I, I i behaved like my brothers i was just like if they could do what they could do want to do i could do what i want to do i don't want to go yes. to this, right <laughs> and i remember i used to sit with my legs open just because just sitting down like whatever and i remember my my, my ex-stepmother she gave me the business you are a little girl you need to put your, your legs closed you don't sit with your legs open like that and i'm thinking to myself what is the big deal and it actually at the moment when she said that to me it made me think about the fact that i had a vagina i mean yeah I, I, or I taught my dad always taught us i think probably from the time we were like five five and six about our body parts so we could be aware and I think yeah. at this time too, when I was in elementary school, I remember they used to put on this just like puppet show and tell, teach kids like uh, not to, uh, what is our private, like your private parts, nobody should touch. I mean, we was in the library mm -hmm. and they were talking about this. So clearly there was a thing going on where children would have been, were being abused and people were knowing about it. And so mm -hmm. in my household, early on, I learned about my sexual body parts because it was, this is how you're, this is how you behave properly as a girl you don't walk around you don't skip around you don't and i and i'm not gonna lie out as a child i was probably like very like um i i thought i was living in movies okay so if I, <laughs> I thought i was sandy from greece um from greece I was people and i thought i was cute and sometimes i, I would behave like a tomboy and sometimes i'd be like i'm a girl i'm so pretty mm -hmm. and all that other stuff you know and so the, it's interesting that you touch on the fact that nobody is uh, people are uh, always going to say something to little girls to try to stop us from being quote unquote whores or hoes or uh, being fast and all this other stuff. But when it comes down to little boys, 
we're saying things like, oh, that little boy, lucky. He's lucky he gets to put his hands on that grown woman's behind. Look at him. Look at yeah. him. And it's like, what? well, the same thing that you are trying to stop girls from doing or being judged as is the same thing that you should try to stop your boys from being judged and doing. And yeah. that to me is a strange thing that there are men and women who would congrat. Well, actually, let me take it back. In that particular post, there were more women who were saying, you know, this is a child. Like, I don't understand what you're seeing. A woman slid down the, the, the water uh, the, the, uh, slide and she mm-hmm. just happened to fall into a child. It's all the men. And I'm checking people. I'm like, listen, um, listen, are we going to have a community or not? Like, we can't be about, we want unity and all this stuff, but we don't have no standards for our boys. We just go and let them do whatever we want them to do because we're trying to make them, this is the idea of what we think is men. It's related to their sexuality. Like, let's think about that. Even, even, and it's, it's, it's men and women who play a part in this because the same woman that said, you know what, the price is right. You paid me enough to suck your child off to give them oral and did it that Boosie did. Boosie yeah. paid a woman to give his child oral. He should be in prison for that. Period. Because would you turn around and pay a man to take your child's virginity? That's a girl. Exactly. Oh. And that double that that double standard right there is why a lot of girls might have a dad in their life all their life and a mom that's there in a quote unquote good home and as soon as you open that door is she going against the grain on purpose because yep. she hates the fact that you pat all her brothers on the back mm-hmm. and basically locked her in her room yeah Make yeah. it make sense. And for him to be a father of many children and financially he takes care of them. Most of his kids live with him from what I know. And he has boys and girls. And to think that way is just like, what the fuck? Well, you know, the intent of all of that, which is what a lot of black men feel is the reason why they're celebrating that is because it's, it's one more for the team of men, of, of heterosexual, of straight men, right? They really believe that them doing this is wanting to stop their son from wanting to be with women. But th- like you said earlier, that sometimes it's the uh, it's the opposite effect. That a, a- yes, because I have friends who had who are very gay as men and comfortable in themselves now, who had a girlfriend in high school, in college, in middle school, and just like, yeah, I had a girlfriend. I tried it. I didn't like it. Exactly. If that's who your son is, there is nothing, there's not a, there's not a enough vaginas in the world that you could put that boy in front of it. He gonna be like, "This is it." I'm exactly. Scared. No, <laughs> if, if 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 he likes who he likes and he loves who he loves and he finds somebody in life that loves him back and it's a healthy relationship, why do you care? Yeah. Well, the question is, what's going to happen to that boy, and what kind of what what kind of how is he going to uh, view women and relationships with women? And you want to play some hey. messages? Yeah, I'll play these too. Oh, definitely, Shane. That's why I tell people all the time. I want my my kids are very talented. I have. Uh, I think my kids would be good in acting. My son, he can dance. They're good in sports. I tell people all the time, I want to put my kids in acting and singing and dancing like 
not as a curricular activity, but as to do it, to be like on TV, to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. But I'm scared because, <laughs> well, y'all know how Hollyweird is. It's, right. it's, it's called Hollyweird for a reason. But I did say too that if I was to um, put my kids in that in- industry, oh, I'm a momager. I'm going to be there every step of the way. Ain't no way that my kids are going to go anywhere without me being around. I'm momager all the way, but I'm right. still scared at the same time. Thank you for taking your time to check out this episode. It is a pod fam collab. E Roots, great mind. Okay, you can find her on stereo and on IG. And myself, Shan, you can find me at Shambi Potted. I appreciate you guys. And don't forget to check out the shop. She gets a shop for all your merch needs. And you can donate to the show in the red circle link below. Back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, her mom. <laughs> her whole career. Like, what? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The the thing with Boosie, he had um some grown woman give his son fellatio, and I think his son was like eleven or twelve or something. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, my son is ten years old. I feel like when when guys do that, that's making the child grow up too fast. And yes, that's exactly why he did it because, you know, he's so anti-gay and he's you know saying that they're putting out the agenda and all that stuff but um that's exactly why he did it because he don't want his son to turn out whatever um you know gay or whatever but I feel like this is making the child grow up too fast when you do that my son is 10 years old and I I can't fathom my son out having sex or uh, that just the thought just it scares me Exactly. Yeah, my goal, exactly. My goal um, as a mom is to make sure my children stay children as long as possible. Yes. That part right there. Yes. Even even talking about like these virtual games and the iPad, like, all right, you got a timer on there, two hours, and then you need to take a break. Two hours on this iPad, you need to take a break. Um, what you watch, the YouTubers that you look at, the fact that my children are a caramel complexion and they could watch YouTube for hours and then have statements of like, I wish I, I wish I was light skinned. Mm. What? What have you been watching for hours to make you feel like being a different complexion is better? And that's the type of imagery I'm talking about. Like it doesn't always have to be sexual. Whatever imagery is in society that makes kids feel like they're less than because they've looked at it long enough, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That tells me not enough people that look like my child are shown or are living a a lifestyle or doing something that my child is interested in and I don't like it. Even for me as a podcaster, when I go and I do research and I look at if I put in podcast tips, let me look at all the creators that come up and videos that come up for podcast tips. Usually they're all Caucasian. 
I want to say at least 95% is all Caucasian. Does that, that tells me that people that look like this are the only people that have tips on podcasting. Mm. But in reality, that's not true. But if the algorithm focuses on this type of imagery only, that's hashtag with X, Y, and Z, that's what I'm going to interpret from it. And that's that's the issue for me. And so even going back to, you know, uh, straight men thinking, if I put enough titties in front of my son's face and I put enough ass in front of my son's face, he's going to be straight. Not necessarily. There's a lot of boys who are scared to tell their dad that they don't want yeah, to be bothered with it. I, I don't like women. I, I know, you know, this is a common thing in a lot of dads' households where they be like, hey, boy, I see you came in late last night. How many numbers you got? I know you got a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah. And that boy be like, yeah, I did. He didn't get sh- no numbers from no women. He probably got a lot of numbers on the side or exchange texts with boys who are scared to come out and say that, hey, I like boys and doing things on the secret tip. You know how many, you know how many gay men say now like, oh, I don't talk to other gay men. I talk to straight men. Oh, I, which is always, uh, always, my mind always goes, like, it glitches when I hear that. Like, what? Sorry. So if you're they talking They purposely to this, talk to men who are straight that are hiding the fact that they do like men. Right. Which is what I'm saying is that if they're hiding that, that are what makes them straight? Like, what? Why that glitch? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what? Just call them what? And, and the open, in the open, you, they right. look straight. And there's also this, um, I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago where it was basically it's called three married men they don't have the podcast anymore um because they didn't want to do it anymore but one of them on there was a doctor mm-hmm. and he was saying you know out of patient uh you know relationship he wasn't allowed to say anything to that person's spouse but that man came in for his sexual checkup whatever right and the doctor had asked him, which was one of the guys on the podcast, he was like, are you sexually active? And he said, yes, I'm only M&M on the weekends. This oh. is a man that's married with multiple kids with his wife. He, and he, so the doctor was like, what is M&M? I only have sex with men on the weekends. Oh, oh, oh wow. So, and then, and then he was like, so do you want a uh, STD test? And he was like, no, I'm married. Oh, so many people feel like if they're in a long term relationship or they have a boyfriend or girlfriend and they're consistent with that person, they don't need a sex, a sexual test or they don't need a test for STDs. So many people feel like, oh, I'm married. I don't need a check for STDs. What? My thing is like. Even if you take the test and you're married and you have faith in your marriage, if the test comes back, you're negative on everything. Wouldn't you feel better? Right. What are you scared of being married and getting an STD test? Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, but you but you but you see but you see yeah. how the guilty is the one with the most com- confidence. Oh, I don't need no STD. I'm right. married. 
And so the, that was a question on the podcast, like, this man is married to a woman that thinks he's straight. They have multiple kids. And when I offered to take his STD test, he declined it because he said he's married, but he also has sex with men on the weekends. That is the society today. The society today have people bold enough to be on the internet, make a video, show their face and say, yes, I'm bisexual, but if I meet someone, I don't need to tell them that I had sex with men and women. That's not their business. Mm -hmm. If I'm sharing my body with you, what you do sexually in your past and your present is my business or we don't need to do nothing. Right. Well, that's the, that's the right there that you hit like the nail right there is that's not, that's not somebody's business is this whole thing. Like it's not somebody's business, right? Like what Tierra was talking about is her 10 year old son. You're talking about these, these, uh, this attitude that we have in society for us to protect ourselves when we're not really protecting ourselves because we're putting other people at risk. Which is right. ultimately going to come back around and bite us in the ass. And what people don't realize in this situation with these children, where which Boozy's concerned, I have a ten-year-old too. I couldn't even imagine, like, the thought of my son doing behaving in any way that's sexualized would be. First of all, I'm talking. Who, who who were you around? Okay, right. Like we need to have this conversation asap because what people don't realize they're doing is. They're, they are putting in their child's head that it's okay to have behaviors that are inappropriate. Let's just talk about the boundaries, right? It's, it's really a boundary situation, right? Uh, every, mm-hmm. every person should respect everybody's boundary, child, adult, what have you. So if you have a little boy who his boundary is his own, his own, his body, his, his face, everything, it's, it's his, that's his privacy. So for an adult to think it's okay to have another adult, a, a, a woman, cross that boundary just for the sake of making sure that this child m- maintains his quote-unquote heterosexuality without even really knowing about who, what this child is going to end up being. They shouldn't even be, we shouldn't even be thinking about what our 10-year-old's um, sexual orientation is. It doesn't make any sense. Unless, of course, this is a child that, you know, is, I saw one case um, I think it was on ABC or whatever. There was this uh, three, three, year old, three year old or four year old who had been telling their parent that they felt like they didn't want to wear. They wanted to wear like um, what, what's considered girl colors in society, you know, purples and pinks, and wear mm-hmm. air. He wanted he wanted to uh, uh, dress like his mother at a really early age, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a that is a anomaly type of situation. That's not a, a normal everyday type of situation where a little boy is just like today. I'm gonna, I want to let you know, mommy, that I want to I want to wear your shoes. And and even if that happens, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, because my sons used to play with their my 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 oldest daughter used to play with my uh, my oldest son, and she would make before he had a, she had a sister, she would make him put on the, the clothes and play dress up with her him, and he right like I have because... a brother, and I remember I I was like probably six or mm-hmm. seven, and we would trade underwear. Let me see right. if Superman going Superman for me too. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Thought they had superpowers. <laughs> right. So that's like, like like that's a stupid measuring stick for for boys and girls. Yeah. Like what you said. I remember when 
everybody was so scared to wear a pink polo and Kanye was like oh my gosh make sure you pop the collar too and everybody had a pink polo everybody saw Cam wearing pink he had pink furs now men comfortable wearing pink like exactly so much so much is like uh warped it's warped. warped or just like shamed as if if we shame it enough it's going to disappear no if you shame it enough it's going to stay hidden just like yeah. um men men who claim oh i'm alpha you know why are two men proud about uh being on a commercial and adopting a child why do two men get to adopt a child my thing is as a straight male that claims they alpha why do you care right right you know how many children are in foster care that are being sexualized and abused and if this is a healthy family and they are not sexualizing or abusing this child and they are giving this child a lifestyle that they wouldn't get if they weren't with these two people in a healthy way exactly what well, like that that's that goes to the point of why people are taking these situations and wanting to sexualize them because they believe they have some sense of control over the outcome of who people will end up being and as you mentioned earlier but the podcast nobody has control over that nobody probably even knew that this man was doing what he was doing anyway we, we can't we can't foresee the future in that in that sense for who a, an adult will be and i think that people who make that mistake thinking that they can do that are also perpetuating some of this 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 behavior early on because they think that they can have some kind of control over making a boy become straight if they allow him to have sex with an adult. And the crazy thing is nobody called for this adult who put their child in this situation to go to prison because he what he's a black man. We can't let our black men go to prison for doing a things black, like a that. A black man with money. Right. A black man that entertains um even even the double edged sword of, you know, some people think if you were sexually abused as a child, you're going to grow up and you're going to sexually abuse kids. That's not correct for everybody. Exactly. It, it is up to that person to do their work with their trauma to either prevent that from happening to anyone else. For me, someone who was sexually abused as a child to grow up and have girls, I knew I had to take my ass to therapy because mm -hmm. I knew mm -hmm. it was not in my place mm -hmm. to stunt the uh, opportunities for my children having a full childhood because of the fears I had as a kid. Right. And 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 when kids are over sexualized in society it tells me damn look at all these people that haven't dealt with their trauma yet look at all these people that feel like somebody should call the cops because i put my child in a two-piece swimsuit right <laughs> what but even 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 to the video where i saw a kindergarten class uh teacher playing music and they told this one girl to dance you know how many comments were on instagram about how this girl gonna be fast she she i i would tell my kids not to be around this girl look how she dancing who taught her those dances who said 
when this song come on, you dance like this. You shake your butt like this. You lift up your shirt like this. Someone in her household or around her on a consistent basis has made her feel comfortable and this is how she should express herself. And that's more of the conversation. It's not this children is automatically deemed bad. We should shun her. Right. Um, she's going to be fast. She's going to be very sexualized. Who's around her showing her this is what we do? And we see it constantly. We see the moms who may, may be exotic dancers who dance in front of their babies boy or girl. We see the booty clapping in front of the camera and a baby walks right in front of it like, what's up? What y'all trying to look at? We see it. <laughs> and, and we, and we laugh at that. that because we know, you know, the, and the, the irony of, oh, you're trying to shake your butt for claps and praises and comments and, we, and your baby just walks in front of the camera and blocks it. But mm. the fact that you feel no shame and doing this in front of a child for them to interpret it, that's the problem. Right. The yeah. fact that you're comfortable in having some strange man that you met late tonight at a bar coming to your house where your children are, that you left at home by yourself so you could go out and have a fun time and be in your house and you're inebriated and you fall asleep and this man is butt naked, wang swinging thigh to thigh, going in your fridge to get some Capri Suns and your children is up and you don't know. <laughs> yeah. What? There's a, there's a lot of conversation that needs to be had around this subject. Um, I would like to hear more adults talk about this, but talk about it in a way where we really do flush out things that we shouldn't really be seeing as sexual but the things that we that we uh, that should be that we overlook and i to my, to like the life of me i can't understand how people don't see and well let me just take this let me take this a step back and say this um remember when what's her name um what's the girl's name with the amber um amber the girl that was with um kanye and um, amber rose yeah amber rose okay remember yeah. she went her slut walk tour and yeah. she was like, I'm going to embrace men. Men call me a slut because whatever her reasons were. I, I still don't understand the campaign. I was trying to, like, as, like, a feminist. She was basically trying to say, like, women shouldn't be shamed for meeting a man last night, sexually having activities and leaving his house in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But I also feel like I don't know if her point was made by doing that. Just, it was it, It's one of those things where I also feel like, that was misinterpreted just like how we misinterpret well how some people misinterpret thinking that putting a boy in a such a little boy in a situation early to uh, a sexual situation early is going to somehow encourage him to be the sex uh, have the sexual orientation that is going to cause the least amount of uh friction in the community or not be as taboo whatever by by him ended up being ending up being homosexual I, that to me, that doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense for that. Just like it doesn't make any sense to see a woman say, well, I'm going to go on a, a, a slut walk and wear, wear almost nothing to make my case that I should be able to wear almost nothing. And here's another thing with that. So, you know, this is a, this is another problem that people don't call out is when people have uh, show posts of women, let's say in Walmart, wearing a thong or something see-through their nipples are basically almost showing and people are like what why don't judge her she should be able to wear what she wants to wear she's a grown woman see that's why we this is why we always have men mistreat us because y'all think that these women can't be out here being free to be themselves and it's like okay pause for a second ma'am 
there was a baby that we saw right next to walking in front of the camera of the video posted where this, <laughs> this woman is wearing these clothes and nobody's having the conversation about the imagery that this child is seeing. Not saying that we should judge this woman. She should wear whatever she wants to wear. That should be though what she wears behind her closed doors. Not for everybody to see and for us to have to explain to our children uh, or, or watch our children's eyes be staring. You know, some kids just be staring. <laughs> He'd be like, close your eyes. <laughs> Keep on walking over here. Stop staring. Mm -hmm. Don't start staring so hard. Like that child, if a child is staring and adults are staring, are we all staring? <laughs> then we're like, several oh. things, several things. I have two daughters, one eight, one five. And if I wash clothes and I usually wash all our clothes together and I'm putting my stuff away and they come across a thong, which I find very irritating to wear at my age <laughs> for now. Like men don't men don't understand how great it is to have what they have. Right. Because y'all don't have to worry about something slipping and sliding through your cheeks. But it is not comfortable. But they'll see it and be like, oh mom, I think your your panties broken. <laughs> your panties broken because they don't look like mine. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I remember being I remember being like I want to say 13, 13 or 12. And my favorite brother, um, his, his first wife, um, before they got married, they uh, were just like boyfriend and girlfriend. And he had left me at the apartment with her in Philly and was her and her other friend. And she was a stripper. And I remember them dancing. They were supposed to be painting their nails to go out later. I remember mm -hmm. them dancing in a room and I was sitting on the bed or the couch and they were dancing. She was like, come on, get up and dance. Let me show you how to do this. And I remember looking at them. I'm just like, <laughs> little do you know, like, I like Nikes and I like um, right. shorts. And I like big t-shirts. Right. I don't. I don't do this. This is not me. Right. And even right. then I knew it's not me. It wasn't my personality. But to be a little girl that doesn't know who she is. Yes. And to be encouraged to do that. I, maybe if I didn't know who I was, I would have did it. And that's why it's so important to be mindful of who you're around. And still to this day, my brother does not know that that happened. But he probably would have flipped his shit. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um Girls being comfortable with their bodies is so important to me. Like, uh, my youngest daughter, her dad is just like, oh, my God, you got to stop taking sh showers with Ari. You know, she shouldn't know that you have hair on your privates. I said, mm. I said both of my girls yeah. busted out my privates. What are you talking right. about? Exactly. And she's going to have hair on her body. Exactly. Am I not supposed to tell her about what she's going to have? Right. You know, and I think I think the Lord knew. The Lord was like, Chantal, I know you want boys, but the way that you like to the way that you like to be free in your house and have your titties swinging from side to side, let me bless you and give you two girls. Right. Because now it's such a norm that my kids don't be like, ew, mom, put on some clothes. They'd be like, Well, why is your titties right there browner than that? Right. Well, let right. me let me tell you about these areolas. You know what I'm saying? Like right. my goal is to if my children have different body types, not to sit in there and make one feel bad about the other. When they go out and I'm not around to pour into them, I poured into them enough for them to be able to be like, yeah, this is my body. Ain't nothing wrong with it. 
you know, I just wear my clothes like this and you can wear your clothes like that. Like, that is the problem of why little girls are overly sexualized. Right. Well, and it goes to the point, too, of like, okay, so we're t- like right now we're talking, have a lot of conversation about sexual identity. And nobody's talking about the fact that when you have girls who are ident- who identify themselves, they're, they're, the sex that they were assigned to already as who they are and are trying to discover, who, not necessarily trying to, but they, I guess you could say, because I was pretty explorative too. Like I used mm-hmm. to look at myself when I was a child and be like, oh, what is this? Wow. Not just because I'm belly buttons, anything, and my toes. I was always... Yeah. Okay, but so oh, why does this grow like this, or why does this look like this, or you know, I remember when I was like going, not going through puberty, but when I was starting to have hair in my body, I was like, why do what, what is this? Why is this hair? You know, just asking those questions. And I didn't grow up with my biological mother, so I didn't have uh, a, an intimate relationship in that sense of my mom to be able to uh, with a woman to see uh, the woman that I did see was my stepmom, and it was weird to me to see my stepmom like naked. I just it just I was like, she's not my mom. Like, why is she girl go in your house, go in your room? What I don't want to see all that, you know. <laughs> so I remember seeing that, but I didn't have that relationship to be able to say, okay, someone's teach me. Although in us in a, in us on another in a way, I was still observing and learning still about myself. Like I knew, okay, one day I was gonna have breasts on my chest because she does. So I knew for those uh, particular reasons. But it's true that there are so many children who I think innately we are already identifying things about our body that is related to our sex and related to a sexual nature, but not necessarily in depth. Like we're not, nobody's thinking about, you know, having intercourse, but we know that these body parts are an intimate part of our, our body and it should not be shamed. People should be talking about it in a way that is healthy so that people can make the discernment when they do see someone behaving in a way that is not, that is considered to be body positive, but it really is just sort of exploitation. And people don't know how to make those distinctions anymore because everybody's trying to defend the the slut walk. And it's like you, you it's not to say you can't defend it. I'm not I'm not saying that people should be defensive or not, but I'm just making the point that if a woman wants to be able to have sex with whoever she wants to have sex with and get and walk and you know go home the next day and never see him again, that is her business. That has nothing to do with yeah. Oh, another woman who decides that they don't want to do that and that's really no that's a situation that 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 of uh, that's not my business but when it comes down to children trying to perpetuate that or trying to copy that or trying to twerk and trying to uh, i'm a slut walk i'm gonna do that and all that stuff it's like okay wait a minute no you're you have a place and it's it's over here yeah and- i would i would never be like hey anya go in my drawer and pass me a condom what you keep those two things separate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to play these messages. Uh, we have like eight messages. Um, I'm 35. I had two kids come out of my vagina healthy as a brown woman. What a gamble in America. Um, if I'm watching TV and somebody is kissing and my mom is sitting on the other side of the couch, I still cringe. Right. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain level of it's like go home, get out of here. Ew. Let's fast forward this because um I that's that is I feel true. like that that's is true. a that is a healthy gauge of there is levels of appropriateness still. Exactly. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sit there and watch a sex scene with my mom be like, ooh, look at that thing. What that name? Exactly. I'm not gonna do it. 
<laughs> it's and I'm fun. not gonna do it with my kids. And my kids are, I I get so happy when I'm watching something and they see somebody kiss and then they run out the room like, yes, yes. look at that, look at that healthy parenting. <laughs> I don't ever want you to feel comfortable sitting here watching that with me. Like what? We are not going to the club together. And I know women my age that have gone to the clubs with their moms. Exactly. We're not doing it. I'm sorry. We're that's, not that's doing weird. it. That's, that's, okay. that's the boundary. Being Listen, sure. we have Funfetti, we have Tierra, and I'm going to play these messages straight through. I agree. A lot of people who would not even be interested in adopting any um, newborns or you know, adolescent children from the foster care system, from group homes, they do criticize LGBTQ plus people from adopting children. Right. Whether those children are of the same gender, like a boy and it's two fathers or a girl and it's two women. I don't see what the issue is. Um, I don't like how people automatically assume that when a gay couple, whether it be lesbians, gay, transgender, etc., um, adopt children, they assume that those uh, LGBTQ plus people, they assume that they have like some type of perverted mm-hmm. um, or pedophilic agenda, which is not mm-hmm. right to assume at all. Um, especially when the adoption is legal and especially when um, none of those allegations are proven. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It's not right how people assume and make those type of accusations about um, LGBTQ plus people who just want to become loving fathers and or mothers to their children. Or, or if they don't have those titles that they subscribe to like mother or father then just parents you know people who just want to be parents mm-hmm. um it's just you know it's easy for people to point the finger or, or to say what they would do um when they're not in that exact predicament or, or don't live that lifestyle or not in that situation correct and this is kind of why like my kid's father <laughs> doesn't like them having like tiktok um, YouTube, like having social media, um, even though he was the one that bought our youngest daughter the phone, but he doesn't like, um, well, not uh, his, me and his youngest daughter. He bought her the phone, um, but then he doesn't like them watching social media because he feels like it influences them because I don't even know how to dance. So I'm <laughs> definitely not shaking my ass in front of my daughters because I don't know how to shake my ass. <laughs> even if I wanted to and even if I did know how I wouldn't do it around my kids um but whenever my girls get to like we thinking they dancing a little bit too provocative or they could try to twerk we'd be like uh-uh, stop that and their dad is like see this is why I don't like them having social media and da da yeah I understand that let me tell y'all something when I see a mom now, what she do while her child is at home, safe and secure, being supervised by a babysitter that she trusts, you know, that won't cause any harm to her children. That's her business, what she do in the club amongst other adults in right. a 21 plus age environment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if she's at home, half naked, popping her cootie cash, bouncing her ass, making it clap, and then the baby walks in and she still continue to do it. And then the child, you know, mimics that behavior. You know, because children see and children do. Children follow in their parents' footsteps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't think that's appropriate. That that's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't like when I see the women half dressed wearing fucking tube tops and very very tight skimpy booty shorts with their 
coochie print with, with their fupa out mm-hmm. and then popping it, popping it, bouncing it, like making it clap in, in front of the camera with their legs spread wide open. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a good um, example for children, especially um, babies. Mm-hmm. But right. the internet does. The internet thinks that's fine. Don't put that on them kids. Them kids just why you know them kids just don't want to have fun and just be out here just having fun. It's like, what do we don't put that on the kids? I wasn't in the video with the mom doing all this. <laughs> exactly. I didn't put that on them. I'm trying to identify the fact that she put it on these kids. The internet does have not have a problem with that, which is exactly. weird to me. Trauma. So in our situation, it's not necessarily us. They kids are not gonna because to be truthfully honest, when I was growing up, a lot of stuff I learned, I didn't learn at home because my mama wasn't doing it. A lot of shit I learned, I learned from my friends. Just mm-hmm. being around my friends in the neighborhood, like you were saying even earlier when you was watching that movie, you'd be like, dang, me and my friends used to do stuff like that. Like, yeah, like when I see kids today, I'll be like, dang, was I like that when excuse me when i was a teenager so my i'm saying all that to say a lot of the stuff that i learned i learned from my friends and i feel like it sometimes it's not necessarily what you do in the household sometimes kids you know um imitate what they see on tv see what their friends are doing sometimes they go to their friends houses and they see what their friends parents are doing and living so it's not always what the kids see at home. They could learn it, you know. That's why a standard is important. We need to have a standard because somebody's going to go to somebody's house and somebody's not going to have that standard. Standards is important. Um, also, the fact that smart, natural beauty and girls get appreciated by dads and brothers only. Mm-hmm. And we know girls are not growing up to become women to only be appreciated by their dad and their brothers. Right. And so who are the people that they're trying to be appreciated by and seen? What are those people appreciating? And they're appreciating the fake hair, the long nails, the less clothes, the curvy bodies, the big this, the big that. And it's kind of like, well... That's nice and all what my dad thinks. That's nice and all, you know, what my brothers think. But shit, I'm not trying to be single forever. I'm trying to have this type of man and this type of man goes for this. And the contradiction is even if your brothers and your dad praise you on the fact that your hair is long and healthy or your hair is short and healthy or your skin is beautiful or um, you're very smart and talented and you're a good girl quote unquote that gets so much praise by the people you're related to right society doesn't give a fuck about that society sees you as a fucking scrooge as a a goody two shoes Mm -hmm. as a square Mm -hmm. girl you need to live a little why you Mm -hmm. all covered up a wet blanket i heard that before you're a wet blanket and my thing is your, who, who are the girls your brothers go for? What do they look like? Mm. The girls my brothers go for and what they look like is the less is more girls. Where's the skinny, um, mm-hmm. uh, a completely different ethnicity girl at? Where's the small petite girl at? Mm. They don't go for the women that look like me. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, my dad was a womanizer. My dad just liked women. He liked having options. Mm. I don't know any Jamaican men that are faithful. Mm. I've never met one. And then if I do come across one and I don't know, uh, I don't know them in that way relationship-wise or what they do in their relationship, I can't speak on it. But until I see one and I am proven otherwise, yeah, that is going to be my thinking. And I steer clear from crossing that mind of, oh, we just cool. Or I know you from, you know, my brother's work, mm-hmm. but that's it. We'll never date. I'm not talking to you like that. And that is just like how I stay in my box of security. But that shouldn't be because that's completely telling a whole group of people from a culture that you cannot be above here. And that is wrong. But where was my example of not seeing that? Mm. And that's the problem. And that's why examples of what kids see is so important. Examples of what kids are exposed to is so important because when when my brothers left girls' house or dropped them off and came back and had their conversations in the room or had their conversations outside, who was sitting on the stoop? Who was in the kitchen? Me, me, right. me. So I know, I know what's the mindset of a teenager boy. I know what's the mindset of a young man. Shit, I'm sure my kids' fathers do not want their daughters meeting a man like them. A lot of men don't want their daughters meeting them at their age. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, and yep. that's a whole different conversation. Because, yep. because this is another fucking trap. The dads who are like, my daughter's beautiful. I love her. She deserves the best. She deserves everything. I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to spoil her because ain't no man in the world going to be able to spoil her or do the things I do for her. What are you? Who are you setting her up to get? Mm. You're setting her up to get a man that could afford to make her happy. Mm-hmm. Not a man that loves her in a healthy way. Not a man who wants to grow with her. Not a man who enjoys her personality not a man who loves her at her rawest form you're encouraging her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're encouraging her to go for a man with money to get her what she wants because Mm -hmm. you as her dad always focused on getting her what she wants and saw her in a way of not being able to do no wrong there has been plenty of times where my my brother was like you know you ain't going to find no man that work as hard as me, uh, take care of shit, and able to help you like I do. Mm. Still to this day, he'll say that. But then at the same instance, I mean, I'll call him up. Hey, Rich, I need you to do this. Or can you do this from here? He's like, damn, when the hell you going to get married? <laughs> well, you said plenty right. of times that I right. will never find a man who did it. Did it, did it, did it. So it's kind of like, Dads have to be mindful too. Are you loving your daughters in a way of them finding healthy relationships? Are you loving them in a way of them focusing on getting a man who has the money to give me what I want? Right. That's, and that goes into the point of influence, right? Like people don't think about 
just on a generic basis of influence and how different circumstances and situations can cause someone to to the outcome of how someone sees a uh, value for themselves or how they think people should value them all of it is all in, it's all it's all wrapped up in one there's no separate, yeah. right and so it's like when you see people who uh who feel like there is value in freedom of expression for a child right um um Fred, Freddie was talking about this earlier about how a woman you might see i have a woman in the youtube you were talking about this too um about how a woman might be dancing in front of her child popping it and all this other stuff and the child is right there and the child already is thinking that the value of her so, well, who or, or a boy who's watching his mom doing that doing that maybe thinking oh the value of a woman is a woman who has to behave this way so i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna be in search of a woman who behaves this way because this was this is how I was influenced about what a value of woman is because no what nobody else stepped in to say hey that's not your what do you like to do oh you like to play with your Barbies okay cool how, uh, what do you like to play about what do you like to play about why do you like playing with your Barbies oh because I like to play dress up with them or I like to create a story and all this other stuff I remember when I was probably like maybe 12 or 13 or so that was maybe 11 or 12 and I used to like I used to crochet and sew uh, doll clothes. I thought I was gonna be like a fashion designer. So I was always like sewing stuff. And one of my cousins came by and she was just like, oh, you playing with toys? Ain't you too big for that? And I'm like, well, what else should I be doing? And How old are you? I was, I was like 11 or 12. And I was like, so what should I be doing? You should be outside and doing all, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good with being in here. I'm good. Like, and so, when you have other girls, sometimes you have other girls or women who will be like, why are you acting like a little girl? You know, you're too big for that. And it's like, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm 12 still. I want to be 12. Just like when I see my 13-year-old. And I'm so glad that she's like this because I do celebrate letting a child be who they are. Like, if yeah. your child likes to be, she doesn't like playing with girl stuff. Like, my niece, she does not like to be complimented. She, she doesn't like people telling her that she's cute. She was like, just tell me I've got swag. Don't be like, oh, you're so pretty and so cute. She doesn't like that at all. So when we're around her, we're just like, oh, okay, all right, you got look at you swagging out, okay? Because that's just not her preference. And so when people are putting their preferences or trying to influence someone or allowing someone to be influenced based off of something that should have a boundary, should not be okay for a woman to be shaking her body in a way that is around a child where she would be doing that around her man. There's, that's appropriate. That, that's the boundary. You know, so it's I, that's the problem that I see on the internet is that people do not know how to interpret value. People do not know how to interpret boundaries. People do not know how to interp interpret personal space and also standards. It's like, do we not have these anymore? What? Um, I think I think too many people have been shunned for having standards. Oh, you don't have standards, you just stuck up, or you don't have standards, you just think you're better than everybody. Anybody that ever tells you you think you're better than everybody is them saying, well, I feel like you're better than me because you do X, Y, and Z. Right. And that is a personal issue. Leave me the fuck out of it. Yeah. And you have yeah. to raise your kids to the point where they're able to be like, hey, you're cool. I like you. But if you feel this way about me, well, this seems like a personal issue. I feel fine about it. Well, it's okay if you don't like what I got on. I like it. Right. You know, I'm teaching, I, I, I'm in here teaching my five-year-old, you know, well, Anya said that she thinks 
the game that I have is stupid. I don't like I don't like that. Sh- well, that's Anya's opinion. But if Anya is bothering you, you don't like something that Anya says. Just say, mind your business. So every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'm in the house, <laughs> you know, doing whatever, and I hear Anya, mind your business. <laughs> because if I don't tell you how to combat that, right. You're going to come to me every time somebody has a different opinion from yours. And you're going to have to learn how to be comfortable in the fact that somebody has a different opinion. Just right. tell her to mind her business. This is what you like. Right. Yeah. Mm. And I would love to hear more children be able to have the option of, uh, for, for example, and I definitely want to get to some messages. Sorry, y'all. But <laughs> I, there's one thing that I really want. I, I would love to be able to see here a roundtable of children. Um, talking about the things that they like to do, what's important to mm-hmm. them. You know, I like to play with my toy cars. I like to draw. I love crayons because I think that if more adults got a chance to listen to the things that children like to do, not what adults think that children should be doing because adults want to project their lack of boundaries uh, on children. I think that'll be a healthy way for people to understand. Okay. Now you, now you have some more insight because people tend to typically don't listen to what kids when kids are talking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. For real. Okay. Well, okay. Well, go play with your, go ahead, go and play with your toys. Uh, I'm going to talk to you later versus sitting down and listening. Like I, one thing I will say my sister-in-law has taught me and she does this really well. Like she will sit down, she'll take the kids on a walk. She will talk to them about, and I talk to my kids anyway, but just to see mm-hmm. another adult who's not their parent, be interested and hear what they have to say and what they're interested about is something that you don't see a lot of adults doing with other people's children if they're not their, you know, of course, if they're not their own. And that to me is what also what limits people's uh, perspective when it comes down to seeing children who are behaving in a way that is truly inappropriate. If you knew what children loved, like, liked and loved and what their interests were, then yeah, you would easily see wait a minute, this little boy is just literally at the pool trying to get his swim on and he got hit in the face with another adult who was sliding down, whatever they were sliding down. And now he just, now he might not want to go to to um, the, the water park anymore because of that situation. But this child just simply liked going to the water park. Like stuff like mm-hmm. that, people don't know how to make that 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 distinction is a problem um, on the internet. And I, I hope that we give ourselves a chance to be able to listen to children talk a lot more so that we we can just accept them for who they are versus who we want them to be. Yeah, I'm gonna play these messages. I mean, the thing is you run into a dilemma because this society has always been pushing the envelope toward that. We forget or we choose not to acknowledge <laughs> the past of the people who created this society, right? And it's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? That's within their history, so that's where they're going to take their their society. Now this means that there must be some distinctions set within cultures, and not yeah. based off of, I guess, whatever the standard law is. Mm-hmm. The people of those cultures must take it upon themselves to actually preserve, you know, the integrity of their culture that they're looking to hold. Just how valuable is it to you, though? You know what I'm talking about? Because y'all ain't finna fight the TV, nor is you finna fight the government. But, but that's who's in your child's... Uh... I'll make it available um, Thursday. Yeah. All right. So, happy Tuesday, guys. This is an extra bonus episode. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, definitely a good one. 
I'll uh, get y'all right on Thursday. Yeah.